Brilliant. Thank you for that, Andy. It was, isn't it great to hear a story of someone's life changed? It's fantastic. Yeah. If, uh, if you'd like to turn to uh, Luke 15, um, we're going to have a look at that today, this morning. It's on your screens as well, I believe. I think we've got this slide for up, but uh, this is what we're looking at this morning. Um, what Jesus teaches us, you know, in, in Luke 15, it's deadly serious. It's life and death stuff. It really is. It's, uh, it's incredible. It's like uh, Andy's story there. He once was, and now he is. He has been saved. He's, he is loved. He is, Jesus has reached out and saved him. It's brilliant. So when I think of this, Jesus, it came, I was preparing for this morning, uh, and I thought Jesus is like an artist. He's an artist that uses words as a brush. Um, he creates amazing artwork. He really does. When Jesus speaks in parables, it's just so incredible because it, it's so, so simple, but it's actually so profound as well. Um, it's so deep and meaningful. It's so important. It's of utmost importance for us, for, for you, for all of us here today. It's so important that we hear it. So I'm sure that many of you will be familiar with the parable of the lost sheep. Um, I, I would imagine everybody in here has probably heard of it. Um, but yes, it's about sheep, but it's not. It has a shepherd in it, but it's not about that. It's about being lost and found. It is, but it's so much more, so, so much more. So I'm really excited about uh, looking into this together. Uh, what Jesus does so incredibly well is the artist that speaks in a way that us, that we can all understand. So it's brilliant. Jesus speaks to the very heart of the issue, the issue of being lost. It is in every man, every human, every person. We all, it's all in us, that feeling of just being lost. Stop and consider this as we read this scripture together, that these words have been recorded and written down for us today. They're the very word of Jesus. There is his word, his spoken word. So let's just consider that. Let, let's, uh, let's just pray. Yeah. Thank you, Father, that, Lord God, you help us to understand your word today. As we read the very words that you spoke, I pray that this morning you would open our hearts and our minds to understand what your word says. I choose to listen and I choose to hear what you say today, Jesus. We ask that in your wonderful name. Amen. So let's read this together then. So Luke 15, the parable of the lost sheep. Now the tax collectors and the sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and he loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine and go out into the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts, uh, puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and he says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. So, like I say, brilliant, amazing words, absolutely profound, incredible. 
but we'll look at that more in more detail. This is the first of the lost and found parables, if you like. Um, we've got the lost coin, we've got the lost, uh, the, the, the prodigal son. Uh, they all come after this one. But just to help us set the context for this parable, it says that Jesus is speaking to tax collectors, to sinners, to teachers of the law, and Pharisees. So I don't know how your uh, knowledge is for biblical knowledge, but tax collectors, I just wanted to, a little, a little brief explanation. The Romans, uh, when they conquered nations and lands, they divided the, they, they divided the countries up into regions and they, set, they had governors in place. But what they used to do is they would give, uh, you, you say if I was one of the, uh, sort of wealthy person, I'm not, well, if I was, and I said, right, I'm going to pay Rome one million pounds for Darlington. What that would mean is I would go into my pocket and give Rome one million pounds, say, right? They obviously didn't use pounds in these days, but that money would be given straight to Rome. So it's not bad for them, is it? The Romans, they get their money straight away. But then the tax collectors, if I was a tax collector now, I'd be saying, right, um, you all owe me money. Uh, so you would pay me back. And that's why corruption crept in. Um, there were often very wealthy, greedy people, the tax collectors. You read the Bible, you don't hear anyone say, tax collectors are really good. They don't. I don't think you hear that now, do you? <laughs> but yeah. Um, so tax collectors would, create, would, would take money from everyday, hardworking people, people like you and me. So we read that Jesus is addressing tax collectors, teachers of the law, Pharisees, and sinners too. It's helpful to know a little bit about their culture at that time because, you know, we can just read that and not quite know what it means. But if you think of it, at the very top of the Jewish society, at the very top were these Pharisees and the teachers of the law. They were like seen as the creme de la creme, the most important people. The Pharisees were esteemed in society. At the very bottom of the pile, at the bottom of society, were the, the unclean, the lepers and the sinners. And in their culture, just slightly up from the lepers and the, and, and the people that were seen as unclean, were the shepherds and the hired hands that looked after the sheep. Okay? So shepherds were seen as dirty, uneducated people. Because they slept outside with the flock, the hired hands were often very, very poor people, always uneducated they were almost social outcasts as well. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a, good, a good place to be if you were a, a hired hand. But Jesus really teaches an upside-down kingdom here. It's totally upside-down. Because what, what, you know, when Jesus is, uh, is speaking to all of that whole society, the whole lot, every, every element of their society at that time, and he says, imagine that you have a hundred sheep. So that's what he says. Imagine you've got a hundred sheep. Now, to have 100 sheep in those days, you'd have been doing okay, actually. It would be uh, quite a good living. You would, you would make quite a bit of money from 100 sheep. You'd be doing all right. It's likely that you'd even have hired hands to look after them for you. Um, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law would have understood this parable and no doubt been offended. For them to imagine that they even had sheep would have been difficult. But remember, the, these Pharisees, they didn't, they didn't even touch things. They were so careful about what they came into contact with or who they came into contact with in case they became unclean. Like John shared a bit of that last, last week. They were obsessive with ceremonial washing procedures. They were so 
caught up in all of their own man-made rules and laws. It must have been a, a pretty difficult life to live, to be honest. But to picture being a shepherd and putting a lost sheep on their shoulders, it must have been a real, real challenge for them because <laughs> it's not something they would have done. But, okay, here's what the parable of the lost sheep is saying. So God is the shepherd, yeah? We are the sheep. We are the ones that are lost or the ones that have been lost and found. God searches and he finds us. He rescues us. He picks us up. And then he rejoices with all of heaven because his lost sheep has been found. A key point here, if you're here today, listen to this truth. You do not need to be sorted to come to Jesus. What I mean by that is you don't have to be free from alcohol addiction. You don't need to be free from drug dependency. Jesus isn't looking for perfect people. He's looking for the lost. So, you know, you must hear that today. He's not waiting for you to be sober, to be cleaned up, whatever it is. If you're believing that, let me tell you, you're wrong. Jesus takes you as you are. There is only one name by which we are saved, and his name is Jesus, yeah? the good, good shepherd. In this parable, it is, uh, it is God himself that leaves the 99 and goes out to seek the lost. You matter to him. Do you see it? He, he leaves everything behind. He leaves the 99 Totally leaves them behind. We sang it this morning that, uh, you know, the rec reckless love of God. God. God isn't reckless. He knows exactly what he's doing. But it appears to us as reckless, doesn't it? Leaves the 99 and goes to find the one lost. But that is how he does it. It's personal. You see, God, I, I've heard it said quite flippantly sometimes, God loves you. Well, let me tell you this morning, God really does love you. He loves you. He leaves the others all behind and he goes looking for you. It is personal. He really does love you. He found me. He found Andy. He found Tony. He found many of us here today. He accepts you just as you are. He doesn't expect anything of us other than who we are. If you don't know Jesus and you're here today, hear this, that Jesus is seeking you. He's looking for you. And he is. If you're lost, then listen to his voice. Listen for his voice today because he is the good shepherd. He really is. Remember what Jesus taught us here in this verse. He doesn't find the lost sheep, you'll notice, and then beat it for being a naughty sheep. He doesn't tell the lost sheep off. He doesn't tell it what it should have done or what it could have done or what it's done wrong. It do, Jesus does not do that. It doesn't say that. It says that he seeks us. He gladly stops. He picks us up and he carries us on his shoulders, rejoicing with all the angels in heaven that the lost sheep was lost and now is found. In Scripture, God often compares us to sheep. Have you ever thought about that or considered it? Thought, what? It's a funny thing, isn't it? Com comparing us to sheep. But it, it, it is quite common all through Scripture. Do you know that sheep have no real sense of direction? People say that they're stupid. Uh, they, you often say, people say, oh, sheep are stupid. That's a little bit unfair, really. What is true, though, is that sheep have no sense of direction at all. They have no sense of direction. 
They do get lost, they get stuck. We have a little video um, for this as well, actually, to show you. They get stuck, they get isolated, but then again, so do we, don't we? So remember, it's not about sheep and shepherds and the lost. It's about, sorry, it is about the lost and it's about the found. It's about us and God. So we have a little video, I think, um, if we could show that, Sam, that'd be brilliant. Well, there we go. So, <laughs> it, is, it is incredible, isn't it? But aren't we just like that? We're so, we are so much like that. <laughs> what was it on one more time? It is, it is one of them you've got to watch again, isn't it? You think, oh dear. Hey. Thanks, Sam. So apparently sheep will follow whoever is leading them. They just follow. Uh, recently in Turkey, about, about 1,500 unattended sheep while the shepherds were having breakfast. 1,500 sheep jumped off a cliff in Turkey. Um, 400 of them died from the fall when they went off the ravine. 400 sheep died jumping off this ravine. But all the other sheep, the other 1,100, followed them. They didn't stop. They just all went off the cliff as well. Uh, they didn't die because their fall was broken. They had a softer landing on all the, the 400 other sheep. And you think it's incredible, isn't it? But that, that is a big fluffy cushion, I suppose. But there's, there's, it's just what, what happens. But other, 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 there was other similar stories as well, that type of thing happening. The, people, the sheep are just following the others, and they have no idea. They're just following the one, the one in front. They don't know anything about what lies ahead. This really speaks to me of my teen years when I was a, a teenager. It was a long time ago now, but when I was younger. The blind leading the blind, as you say. As a young lad, I thought, I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing. I know um, everyone else has got it wrong. I know what's right, and I know where I'm going. And I, I ended up following other people that thought, oh, we know where we're going. But actually, none of us had a clue. and Didn't know where we were going at all. Totally lost. The blind leading the blind. Um, it, just, uh, it just made me think. And I thought, when, when, who was I really following? They just think they know it all. I think young people do, don't they? You can't tell young people. We know, we know everything. Actually clueless. But anyway, some of you here today can relate to this, as I certainly can. When I think about my own life, I am only still here today because Jesus broke my fall. Um, Andy, his stories are very similar. You know, it's only Jesus. If you're feeling a little hard done by here, being compared to sheep, don't worry about it. John the Baptist, when in John 1, 29, saw Jesus approaching and he declared, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's what John the Baptist said about Jesus. Jesus broke your fall. He paid the price so that you may live. Do you hear that this morning? That he paid the price so that you can live. He really did. Listen to him today. He is the good shepherd. I, I read another far, a sheep farmer said... Um, 
if you have a, shop, a, a flock of sheep in a barn and puts a rope across the door and then lets them out, all the front ones, the ones at the front of the, the barn, will all jump over the rope. Then they drop the rope, and they said every single sheep will still jump over an invisible rope. It's just what they do. Um, I thought it's funny, isn't it? You know, but again, I liken it to, <laughs> liken it to us. I see why God does it. Um, they all jump over it. I can really see why, why God compares us to sheep. How many times, ask yourself, have you followed someone who's leading you in the wrong direction? How many times, if you think of your life, now they could be leading you into violence, into drugs, into alcohol, into addictions of every sort. We see our friends and our family jumping right off the cliff and we just follow them off the cliff. We do, it's just what we do. On a, on a lighter note, uh, what about hairstyles? There's some lovely hairstyles here today, by the way. Um, but, you know, you, you think, I want that particular haircut. That, that Kevin Keegan, for those that remember the Kevin Keegan. That mullet, those streaks, maybe, in the hair. You know, whatever it is. That perm. Uh, I, I did have a, a hair perm once in 1983. Can you believe it? Uh, in the 1990s, it was quite common in the hairdressers to hear ladies saying, I want a Jennifer Aniston cut. If you remember Jennifer Aniston from Friends, that was a very, very popular haircut. Whatever it is, those clothes, um, it might be those shoes, that dress, it might be those designer jeans, it could be anything. I can hear myself now as a, as a, as a little boy, but mom, everyone's wearing those shoes. I, I want them. You know, you have that sort of drive. That could be that more modern talk would be that mobile phone or that computer game, whatever it is. But we all have this want that, you know, we want to follow what others, others, others have. Maybe, that you, maybe you know that uh, Jesus is the way and you've just chosen to go your way. I don't know. You, you ask yourself that this morning. But listen to this in Isaiah 53, 6. It says, All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. We think that we know best. Like I said, when I was young, I thought I knew everything. knew where I was going, but I didn't. Let's stop and go God's way. Right now, let's go God's way. It really is much better. It's not always easier to go God's way, but it is so, so much better. Do you know that sheep can't get up without help? Did you know that? If a sheep's uh, fleece gets very heavy and wet, it's so heavy, if it's on its back, it can't actually get back up. It needs help to do that. Or if, it's, uh, if a sheep's pregnant and it ends up on its back, it'll be stuck in that position. Sheep cannot get up without help. There's an old English shepherd's term for this called cast down. Or in God's own country, Yorkshire, a ewe that's been stuck on her back. Does anyone know what it's called? No? In Yorkshire, they would say it's rigged, or rig welter is the term. That's what they would say. A sheep that's pregnant, a pregnant ewe on her back, rig welter. What that means is that they are stuck. They are defenseless, helpless, and in need of help. They cannot do it on their own. Is that you today? He is the good shepherd. He gives help. 
choose to get help today from Jesus. It is him. God is brilliant. Don't forget that. God even uses people like Tony uh, and Roots. You know, that, that's, that's what he does. He helps people. He helps people that are stuck. Remember, we all need help. Uh, another interesting fact that I found, I found loads out about sheep doing this, but another interesting fact is that sheep, um, they, will, they will settle for less. So what I mean by that is that sheep will stop at a dirty, polluted, infested puddle and they'll drink from it. When right in front of them is a crystal clear, clean, fresh water stream but they will drink from the dirty puddle. It just made me think that, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. I want for nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. That's from Psalm 23. But uh, interestingly, sheep will never ever lie down unless they feel two things, and that's safe and protected. They will not lie down unless they feel safe and protected. We just read in Psalm 23, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Jesus is your protector. Jesus is safe, and he keeps you safe. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me in John 10. Who are you following? It's not an empty question. It is a challenge. Think about it. Who are you following? If it's not Jesus, if it's not the good shepherd, you're following someone, but who is it? That's, it's a challenge, isn't it? You think, think about that. Ask yourself, watch out. Whoever you are following might lead you off that cliff. They might lead you into a, into a place where you're drinking from the polluted, dirty puddle when you don't need to do it. That is not God's plan for you. Don't settle for less when you can have the best, you can have Jesus. He is the good shepherd. Sheep need a good shepherd, and so do we. Sheep have absolutely no defense, really. They can run, but they're not as fast as a wolf. They can, they can butt. I don't know if you've ever been butted by a sheep, but they can do that. They can kick, but they can't overpower a lion. Remember, it's not really about sheep. It's about you, and it's about God. Yeah, it's not about sheep. The Bible teaches us in 1 Peter 5 that Satan prowls around like what? Yeah, exactly. That Satan prowls around like a lion looking for someone to devour. That's what he does. For some of you here today, it's time to stop running to stop hiding, kicking, butting, whatever it is. Just remember, Jesus is the good shepherd. He really is. As we close today then, I just let, let's consider this. You can either choose to believe Jesus, that he is the good shepherd, that he is all the things that he says he is, or you can turn away from him and reject him. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep. In John 10, just like the sheep, we have no direction without God. We lack protection on every side. Some of us are lost at the moment. Rig Welter, 
We are prime target for the enemy who is on the prowl. Important message here. We cannot make it alone. We were never, ever supposed to. We weren't supposed to. Yeah? We need to be found and then rescued. We need to be picked up and carried to safety by Jesus. He truly is the good shepherd. He really is. So as we, as we just move on, it'd be, it'd be great. It'd be good to pray, actually, just to finish off as we, as we close. If, uh, if everyone would like to close your eyes, um, we're just going to pray now. I just want to give uh, the opportunity for people to receive Jesus today. We've just spoke about it. Um, I don't want you to leave this, this place today without having the chance to, to meet Jesus today. If you'd like to be saved right now, if you want to know that you, you believe that God is calling you and you need to respond to him today, I'm just going to ask you to stand. Um, I want to pray with you. If you know that's you today, don't worry about others here. Everybody is rejoicing as Jesus is in heaven with all the angels as you stand and make that stand today that you're going to follow Jesus. Some of you are scared. Your heart might be pounding now, actually. Um, You think you're just not good enough. But remember, Jesus accepts you just as you are. That is, if that's you, please stand. I want to pray with you. I believe that someone is here as well this morning that's just so aware of the sin, the things in their life that they do wrong, that, that they know goes against what God says. There's a painful heaviness, actually, I feel for you. If that's you and you wanted to leave that behind today, I'd ask you to stand. I'm going to pray with you as well. Um, okay, if there's, any, if there's anybody else here that wants to choose Jesus today, you want to follow him, please don't leave here this morning without responding. I'd ask you to stand as well, and I'd just love to pray for you as well as we, as we finish this morning. Be good just to, uh, just to, you know, I'm just going to pray this. You can make this your own. Yeah, thank you. So, Father God, thank you. I'm so aware of the sin in my life. I choose to turn away from that sin now and follow you today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that you broke my fall. Thank you that you died on the cross for me so that I can live. You really do love me. Holy Spirit, I receive your love right now. Jesus, the perfect Lamb of God that was sacrificed in my place so that I can be free. I thank you that you gladly lift me up and that you carry me. Thank you that you accept me just as I am. Thank you that you carry me to be with you forever. Thank you that I can trust you, Jesus. That I can trust you today because you really are the good, good shepherd.